0: Welcome, everyone, to Fly Over Footy. We have a ex- especially especially uh, exciting guest today. It is Kevin Kayla. He's the Slough men's soccer coach, which uh, you went on a pretty giant run last year. Kevin, how are you doing today? Thanks so much for uh, joining us.
1: Yeah, yeah, doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I kind of uh, I didn't bury the lead at all. I wanted to talk a lot about your your season last year and what brought us to that point. But you're going to have to sit through me. Listing a bunch of amazing stats about you. So uh, St. Louisans don't, Midwesterners don't typically like this, but we got to go through it. 41, 17, and 11 in four years at SLU. A-10 coach of the year last year. Undefeated in the regular season for the first time in 50 years. We all know SLU's history. That's incredible. Undefeated in A-10 play since 1993. Deepest tournament run since 2003. Record crowd in all of St. Louis soccer, I believe, at six thousand eight hundred fifteen, and it was the most in the nation for college soccer attendance in the season. Does that all sound right, Kevin? Did I get anything wrong?
1: Sharing that, no, it's that's accurate.
0: <laughs> amazing! What an amazing season! Can you kind of just talk a little bit about it, and then we'll we'll dive in deeper.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, just humbly, just very. Uh, just, it, was, it was just like an awesome. Experience. Experience. I say it humbly in the sense of work from a lot of different people. Uh, um, obviously, give the majority of the credit to the players um, of guys that uh, you know. We we had all the ingredients that I think we all look, look great leadership. We had you know difference makers in, in key spots. Uh, we had a lot of depth, a lot of quality all over the field. Right, we had some, some guys that played together for for. A few Few years, so I think the, um, you know, and then, and then we and then we just gave our belief kept our belief tank throughout the year, and and you know once you kind of get that momentum, um, yeah, I tell tell I, I didn't think we were going to lose. I felt I felt um, we were going to we were going to win a national title last year. I thought we had great form, we were healthy. Um, so again, a lot of a lot we had a lot of things go right. Um, you know. Just, you know, uh, a little bit of luck uh, from an injury side of things, but also mm. just great is to get the right guys in the program. You know, our administration with, with the support that they gave us. Yeah, just a lot of very much a collective effort.
0: So it wasn't something where you thought, oh, we might have hit on something good here. You knew what you had. Sounds like early in the season last year.
1: Yeah, look, it, 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 we had the potential to, to to have a good year. I mean, you never know course um how a team it, it just seemed like this group gelled very well um from start to finish you know early in the season you know we had to really kind of get our role clarity and our identity kind of established and then when everybody kind of had a, a very clearly defined role um that everything kind of fell into
0: place you mentioned injuries being you know maybe part of the luck column in past seasons compared to this one I guess it sounds like I didn't consider the fact that really no one got terribly injured throughout the season so I guess that you can you have a, a memory of other seasons going badly in that way
1: yeah I mean, the injuries are usually a team season that I think um, you know we try to do a good job to make sure we don't get any soft tissue injuries and stuff um, with all the the data and the sports science and how far that's come but um you never in situation or, you know we're um you know in and then run of play and we actually only had one one you know key contributor kind of miss one game i think the majority of our top guys were healthy from start to finish and um like i said like that, that's that's more of a rare that
0: i want to Confess something to you that, uh, you know, I watched a decent amount of the previous season and I noticed, um, improvements. Uh, but I've covered so much soccer that I watched your preseason and a few games and then I kind of checked in again at the tournament and, um, was a big difference between the beginning of that season last year and the end of the season and uh, first of all I've lost I've learned my lesson I'm going to be watching every single game you guys are such an exciting team to watch Um, but can you talk about tactically or maybe as far as bringing these guys up to play the way you want to play or um, developing each other into understanding each other can you talk about tactically what what happened throughout the year that you that you grew in most
1: you know I think our philosophy here is we don't we don't necessarily have a set system only um from program to program or club to club um some are very system based for the system and they stick with their system and it's very system oriented yeah um you know much is is more the contrary i just feel like you know we want to get the right people in the program first and foremost um and then we just build our system around our best players um and you know, it took a little what, a little bit of time to figure out who are, who who we needed to build the team around, uh, positions for them to have a lot of success, because the players are going to be the ones to make plays and win the games. This group, the core of this group, had been together for two or three years, um, and I think, you know, they've they've together, um, they had some really tough losses where we were on the verge of winning some championships that kind of slipped the previous two years. And I think they're very hungry. They're very motivated. And I think, you know, it all kind of, of uh, you know, we got a few few extra pieces this year that kind of added, added, kind of put us over the top.
0: You talked about building around players. Can you talk about kind of some things you did to build around certain players this last season?
1: Yeah, I think, look, I think, you know, great goalkeeper and Patrick Schulte. Right. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, he, he's a guy that's really moved on from the program is playing professionally at the moment, but Patrick, Patrick really grew into, uh, he was very talented and very good, but I think he would admit, um, you know, I think he, he's, you know, he's, he's one of the, you know, the, to, you know, leader winning team. Um, and I think his just presence is, his maturity, his confidence. I think, you know, he was just such, not only you he making, controlling the entire back line, so I think, you know, having Patrick back there, obviously, is—is is, it was huge. Chase needs were a center back. So, you know, we could play with two in the back because you had guys who've won. Kippy's just, that's just an unbelievable competitor. And again, another great emotional leader. Chase is more, of, more you know, more, more cerebral than Think the game a very good passer, but also a warrior as well. So I mean, you know, Majib and Chandler last year were, were guys that could get up and down. They could they could attack. They could defend. In one view, it made sense to play with a back four because of because of those those guys' traits. Um, Simon and Johnny and Johnny's a guy that kind of needed a little bit more freedom with. But um, again, led the nation in a sim. It was in really good form. He really got his body and really. Mm. Really good place, and I thought you saw from from the previous two years, kind of be the person and be the player that that, that we know he could be for him. So you get a goal scorer, you got the, that, and then you know that you know Christian was was fantastic. And here uh, and then I think the two the two big pieces for us that maybe that we Parker and DiPaolo that we didn't have in previous. Years that I thought AJ just brought a great winning man centrally. Um, and Isaiah was just a dynamic, wide player that could create and score goals in addition. So, um, you know, when you put it all together, they all complemented each other really, really well. And in our park, we had great depth in key spots up top. And um, yeah, it was just, it was a well built, you like said, just great leadership and a and guy who just really cared for their teammates
0: um and uh yeah so i think an interesting thing that um you know the the best i think the best game that you guys had last year the most exciting i don't want to say the best most exciting game for me as a, as a as a fan watching was that duke game and it kind of displayed a lot of things i think we all know uh the leadership uh, mature moment that patrick schulte showed in that game of course but um sure. I loved you mentioned that you didn't you don't have a set playing style. And I think that was the thing that stood out to me even before I knew you felt that way was that we saw Duke kind of doing the same thing the entire game with very talented players. Um, but you guys seem to use different ways to a, to get at them. And, and the more they went or the different energies they decided to use or the different players they decided to utilize um, or the, the more they moved players up or back you were able to just use different ways to break them down or, uh, turn the ball over or whatever it may be. Can you talk about that game? I want to get as nerdy as possible about what you perhaps brought the guys in to do and what ended up happening. I'm curious how much of that was coaching versus just their natural instinct on what to do. Um, tell me all you can about this game. I loved it.
1: Yeah, I was, it was honestly, my, I'll agree with you in the sense it was, um, the most exciting coach as well. It was just it was just a it was a it was a, I, I was obviously Duke's extremely talented team. I thought they, were, you know, attacking team that we played all year. Their front two were very 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 good. Um, we knew, um, you know, and and they're just you're on the road obviously in a good ACC opponent and, and a chance to go in all lead ace. So you know obviously there's a lot riding on it. I won't say that. I mean I don't, I'll be honest. When I say um, we build around our, we, our our team had an identity and, and and I think each but each year our identity can change. We do we do have a way of playing and a and a way of going about things. But I think it's adaptable to the year. I don't think we're we're as rigid in that sense. But that specific game um, was tactic. Cause I really don't. I think I love it I love the claim that it was. But um, mm-hmm. it was. honestly, so, guys, I think if you kind of look at look at how the game played out, I mean, we knew that they were going to have a little bit more of a little bit vulnerable in transitional moments, and we knew that in restarts they could they could we could hurt them. Um, we thought we had a, a distinct advantage in a few key areas, and and then obviously we had the as longest as possible, um, you know, and uh, you know, games like that are often on knife's edge uh, down to a player two that usually makes the difference and um i think the maturity the leadership code and that match to me was maybe the the differentiator i just felt like um especially after going three three late and then responding with a restart goal
0: absolutely yeah uh, very much so. It's really cool to hear your your perspective on that one. Um, I think something that's really stood out is you're you're listing all these players that you kind of built your team around, and and a lot of those players are St. Louis players. And we've talked about this before. It's my favorite thing about you taking over at SLU is that you're tapping the local talent. You're almost primarily tapping the local talent. Of course, you're recruiting everywhere, um, but. I love that. Can you talk about the connection? Obviously, you used to coach at, at uh, St. Louis Scott Gallagher. There's an MLS connection. Can you talk about recruiting in St. Louis and the connections that you do have and, and perhaps use in the area?
1: Yeah, look, I, I think i um, raised in, in St. Louis, uh, never left, lived here my whole life, and obviously uh, growing up. And then, and, you know, I played, grew up playing with Scott Gallagher, um, and then – slew. Um, so just, uh, you know, St. Louis is, 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 the best city soccer. We've produced players for, you know, six, six decades now. And I don't think the level off, I think it's been very, fairly consistent for the last six decades. You, you're always going to have, a, a, you know, certain cycles that are better than others. That's normal. But when you look, look at it over, over the, the um, there's just the, there's just a the consistency to what this market produces, and based on soccer being important, um, and then you know it's, I always like to say it, um, with with Norwich on Josh Sargent, and you know people say, well, you know, I don't, I we don't develop players. I don't believe in that. I think we create environments for guys to develop in. Hmm. The culture of St. Louis is what develops players it's 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 generational it's it's our father or mother um you know pass on their love for the game to their their daughter but that's what creates great players um and players you know i would say you know create their drive and and through you know they have to be ignited a bit through our culture but uh st louis is a well, lot bigger and better with st louis City being on board, um, I think the dream's even more real for most kids now to see and watch a, you know, the highest level of the game being played in this country. So, um, I don't see it stop for us at SLU. You know, we want to be a, a stepping stone for for players to continue to move on to that next level. great job of that.
0: It's uh, extremely well said, sir. I really enjoyed that. Um, but we, when we're talking about recruiting. Uh, you obviously have uh, a big mountain to climb this year. I'm going to list a few more flattering stats for you, um, but they align with being equally a, a challenge. Uh, Slew in the MLS Superdraft, most picks in a college since uh, 2011. Um, Three-generation Adidas signings, Kip Keller, Isaiah Parker, Patrick Schulte, and then three more picked in the Superdraft, Simon Betcher, Chandler Vaughn, Chase Neese. Nice. Um, many most of those we've mentioned already Uh, so you've got a big challenge maybe the second biggest challenge you've seen at SLU since you took over at least you have some ground to not have to make up that since you've been there but a lot of players uh, to make up for a lot of talent and and holes to fill in how's that going for you this offseason
1: yeah it's going great and really I enjoy I enjoy these challenges I think our staff does as well it's kind of uh, you know I think it's you know, first and foremost, it's it's about it's about our culture. It's about um, it's about just about how we live, how we act, how we do things amongst our team and our program. And I think we have all we've been able to recruit the right guys. Uh, obviously, um, it was awesome to see all those guys have the opportunity to move on and and sign. Um, you know, in touch with all those guys consistently. They're all doing very well. But I think it's it gives another you know group of guys the opportunity to kind of fill in roles and by no means is that easy. you know i don't think that we're gonna you know have the same level of success you know from this last year but um you know we pride ourselves on having the same goals each and every year you know we had a lot of guys even this spring who stepped up and, and did extremely well and i think um there's a step in and, and and show what they're made of I think we got a we had a really deep group last year so some of the guys that maybe played are going to step in and play more primary roles and I think our recruiting class was fantastic good mix of transfers just some also some younger guys that can step in so it's a new project but, but you know with a new group of guys an exciting challenge that uh, we all embrace here
0: yeah, I'm looking at the list of um, the players that you've recruited or this uh, recruiting class, I suppose. Um, of course, some Scott Gallagher people in there, St. Louis City. Carson Gibbs was a, a nice pull I saw. And, um, you know, we, you mentioned AJ Pulitzolo being like a really vital transfer last year. Can you talk about this recruiting class? Maybe some some highlights for those of us that don't know, or, I, you know, if perhaps if I didn't study well enough for this interview, maybe you can give us some uh, some information on who you brought in.
1: Yeah, so, so um, like I said, it's a good mixture. You know, we have five transfers that came in along with nine. Um, so I feel like we got a really core freshman group that 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 um, you know whether it will be, we're assuming they'll be a four year guys that can go and and again establish themselves inside the program and here. Um, and then we got five transfers. You know, most of them are. are one year graduate school. Um, four of them are goalkeeper Gar- Carlos Tofern and um, Abordo Suarez, who's on the list um, this year. Um, we have uh, uh, Enzo Acquoye, female Ivy player, um, and so um, I think um, you know it's it's a it's a good it's a good mix, and more importantly for us we get they're good guys They're guys that fit what we look for when we look for players. Um, they're so, you know, they're here for the right reasons. They, you know, they want to continue their education. Um, they value educate graduate degree. Um, and so it's like, you know, it, it made sense to bring a lot of these guys in because we needed more depth in certain spots, but also because we felt like they, they were kind of torn from the same cat in the program. So I think there's obviously going to be a, a, a transitional period early that we have to kind of gel, kind of establish a little bit more role clarity amongst the group and figure out which guys uh, are going to win spots. But um, I think, I think overall we got the right guys. It's just going to take a little bit of work to kind of figure. Them.
0: Yeah. I was able to ask From John fresh- Hackworth <laughs> about him, uh, you know, Carson Gibbs coming to you and, and often the way I phrased it to him was, Often you are disappointed when you see a kid go from an amateur contract to lose them to college, if perhaps there's a possibility to keep them in your academy or move them on to the MLS Next Pro team. Um, And in this case, it's nice to see him staying close to home. Obviously, he answered saying that, you know, Kevin and I keeping pretty good contact, so I'm sure I'd like you to just maybe talk about that situation and maybe talk about uh, some of the benefits of having an MLS team in your town. Now,
1: I think, look, every one of these guys, their aspirations are to, are, are to play in Centene Stadium, off to across the country, right? I think they're all aspiring young players. They all value educations, and I think, but the end of the day they also want to be professionals and they our job is to help prepare them for that and and whether they leave early or whether they stay for a year some guys are late developers um and so a guy like carson who you know is, is a local, local guy that uh has, has some really good success Last fall playing for city it's like yeah we see a huge upside in carson and you know i talked to the John and a lot of those guys, and in terms of like, look at the end of the day, our, our, we kind of view it as our jobs can develop? Hopefully to kind of circle back and, and play for City again, whether it be, you know, in the summer or and or you know, hopefully signs a professional deal with them. I think that's that's the that's the part of it, right? And so, so pathways players can take in order to be professional and then to have long careers, and you know, look at all across mls a lot of the players that are doing extremely well right now across the board of time um and i think there's just so many life lessons and the character development piece and just outside of just the game that you 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 um you acquire through the college experience undervalued um but i think it's so essential to being a professional um and so i think Guy like C.J. Coppola from Minnesota United is in a similar boat. Mm-hmm. Or a guy like um, Thomas Dovidatas um, have have been in in, in in with MLS clubs, or in this world, uh, Great Easton as well with with mm-hmm. FC. Uh, um, it's exciting, and, and even a guy like Mateo Boasso, who who's a local guy, played with St. Louis SC. He's got a big yeah. I think again, we just kind of you know, put them in our environment, and then just let them grow, and and, and just help them. A lot.
0: I like that. I like that. A lot of these things, that's a nice recurring theme that I keep hearing you talk about. And I I like uh, that's something that we can kind of put on some glasses and be able to watch happen um, now that you've mentioned that that's kind of one way you go about things. Um, You mentioned earlier that you keep in contact with some of the MLS uh, super draftees. Um, Could you talk about kind of what those guys are up to or maybe the ones you talk to the most and and um you know it's it's been fun to follow those guys we follow them very closely but perhaps you can kind of give us an update on all of them we you know again the ones that we watch regularly are kip keller isaiah parker patrick schulte simon betcher just got a goal the other day in mls proper Santa. which is amazing right
1: fantastic it's like yeah I'm, i was really happy for simon he's you know he's he works like a professional like he's is you know just his off the field habits are quite good you know and, i would even own in terms of like just managing through adversity staying positive staying consistent you know just fighting through some of the some of the minor road you know hurdles or roadblocks that make which every player does as a young professional right and so you know i, I was really really happy for him opportunity he made the most of it and it's kind of like that's a good you know on to the next step and patrick doing well. He's playing with sec- you know, in the MLS ex- pro environment, so they're getting the majority of their minutes with the second teams. Now Kipson does not have a second team, but he's you know, he's played a handful of games since started early on until he got injured and they're all they're all doing well. Um they're all kind of just finding their way. Uh like every young professional they're, they're trying to they're trying to figure it out. Just like our younger guys when they come in the slew are trying to figure it out. Period that's just normal mm-hmm. uh, where you, things have to settle a bit and until you're going to see the best the best same thing with like a Jeff Sergeant. I was talking about this yesterday once he gets settled in at Norwich I think he's going to he's going to do great. it does take a while hmm. to settle in the new environment
0: yeah I love that um, And that fight that fight that we saw at Duke and a lot of even even just like a ten games you've mentioned it can be such a grind as well um, that you know it's that kind of fight can be useful in their in their careers going pro where it gets pretty pretty cutthroat um but yeah you mentioned Josh Sargent I thought about asking about him clearly you follow him pretty well um having to play out wide I'm, I'm sure that's a little difficult for you to watch but you know he's he's making yeah. the best of, of his environment and, and trying hard and facing challenges of his own isn't he
1: yeah I mean he's a, he's a new father and and uh... <laughs> About all the off-the-field stuff, right? Everybody just thinks about his performance, but but they go hand in hand, and they go when we got probably when you're in balance and your life is good, I think you're going to be playing at your best. And um yeah you know, Jazz will be fine. He's he's, he's a fighter. Um, and, you know, and he's a great teammate, so he'll do whatever the team asks of him. Uh, I think the best is you have to. Come at, um, he scored a goal. He scored a, a pen, I guess what yesterday. So that was good. Mm-hmm. It's his mo- Joe going so yeah no I think all these guys are just great guys I've I've enjoyed kind of um Yippie and Josh and and, uh, you know Chase and all these guys I've I've known since they've been very young so reliving their dreams or living their dreams it's um it's cool we'll see
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's let's kind of wrap up with what is to come in the near future. We talked about the recruiting class. You have a friendly coming up with uh, Missouri State, which has been uh, an exciting team. Um, more exciting now that we know the quality of some of these players going on to play pro with um, the MLS Next Pro team in town. Um, yeah, so maybe yeah. talk about that and, and your regular season games coming in after that.
1: Yeah, so we're going to head down to Missouri state i mean mean, this is a great job always with 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 those guys i mean they've been very very good the last you know they've been consistent like you always know what we're going to get um it's a really good in state in state rival game so to speak and they'll be very organized and um you know you're seeing a lot of success even now with guys that like can josh Dolan. so really really good program that'll that'll continue to do well so that'll be a good a good first test and then we come home and play Nebraska Omaha um, again they just got a new coach and uh, mm-hmm. really well last year so I think those would be very good tests for us two different types of teams two different stuff way and you know and you know we're still trying to figure ourselves out a bit so I think um, good over the next two weeks and then um, and then we start the season at Louisville so I mean really if you think about it the majority of our schedule is just flipped this year. So most of these contracts are home and homes. So, you know, we start um you know, we have home at Lipscomb and then we go at Creighton. So um a very tough first time. Yeah, yeah, we're excited for the challenge. You know, we're gonna embrace it and then just kinda really worry about getting better each day. See see uh see how far we can take it.
0: Absolutely. I, I'm not going to make the same mistake I made this last year. I'm going to watch the beginning and I'm going to keep watching and take note of these improvements instead of catching the the sudden change from the beginning to the end of the season. It was, it was incredible what you were able to pull off. Um, any, any other thoughts before we go, there's a lot going on in St. Louis it, soccer. So it, it is, it's awesome. I mean, you can feel
1: the, you can feel the energy across the board and mm-hmm. you know, it's a great position as well. And uh, I both, both programs, and Herman's gonna be rocking this year, so everybody down to Herman. Um yeah, it should be it should be a fun environment again and, and yeah, obviously in the city you're be a soccer player and a soccer fan in uh, in St. Louis.
0: Absolutely. Well, coach, thank you for joining me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and I wanna definitely catch up to you when you make the tournament, let's say.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Love All right, it. I appreciate it. Thanks for the time.
0: Thank you. Goodbye.